Uh, What's that llama pajama? Pajama llama? Uh, yeah. You know those videos? I know what it is, but I don't know the <laughs> joke really. Where like the guys have to rap. I've been moving calm, don't start no trouble with me. Trying to keep it peaceful is a struggle for me. Welcome to the Urban Sports Insider Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Marcus Hedgepath, and today we talk to Chris Taha of Summer's Juice and Coffee in Soho and Father Knows Best in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Chris was an OG bridge runner and continues to support the community, and we get a chance to talk to him about how the community has continued to support him, his relationship with sports, his most recent trip to Cuba, and his love for Drake. Let's get right into it. Chris Taha, what's up? What's going on, Marcus? Not too much, not too much. Welcome. I was thinking, do you remember how we met? No. Do you remember that story? I, I don't remember how we met. Okay, cool. Do you, do you remember how we met? I don't know. <laughs> I was know. hoping you did, so it could be like a cool story. <laughs> I know it was at Bridge Runners, um, and I know there's pictures of us with like... We were uh, either running or we were really day. drunk. I don't know, one of the two, or I both I think we ran the and then time. got really drunk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, now you're uh, a lot busier than you were when I first met you. What's, what's yeah. an average day look like for you between all the different businesses so now it's uh because it started with summers in williamsburg the juice and coffee shop that we all loved so much and you still you have one in soho now and then father knows best in brook uh bushwick the bar and coffee shop cafe all around uh community space right yeah so what's the day look like for you now um I, I'm, I'm i'm still running i run a, a lot but instead of running with uh different running crews i'm now like running from business to business which is kind of crazy yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wake up. It's a different day every day. There's always something new, always a different meeting, different collabo, different event. I feel like I'm like a nonstop party planner now because it's like, especially with the bar, it's just like we have an event every night. So it's continuous, like who's the coolest DJ, who can bring more people out, who can introduce the space to a new crowd or like keep the existing crowd that we have coming. And, you know, maybe they have a following of cool running people that are down to come out and vibe like you marcus yeah <laughs> i try i try um but even though you're not running uh with the with like run groups anymore but you still like sports are really a big part of your life yes um, sports are super important so like you i, I know that you you bike uh, you used to do fixed uh but you still bike skateboard running uh some surfing yeah so. i surf out here in new york um, I'm actually going on Thursday. Got a nice nor'easter coming through, so that should be that should be fun. What's the deal with that? You like to uh, surf when it's snowing? Is that is that yeah. just a so the season? Do you actually surf? Yeah. So the season here in the East Coast is actually in the winter. So most people would think that um, the summertime is the surf season, but it, here in the East Coast, it's actually the winter time. So we get these nor'easter storms that come up from the uh, from the south, like down in Florida. Um, now that's like hurricane season like more september end of august september october but now in the dead of winter you're getting those nor'easters where this this you know moisture is coming from the south you got the cold hitting from the north and it's creating um a nice flow pattern of waves coming from that's down awesome. south yeah I, so. I kind of thought you were going down as a spoof like just to mess with people when you were posting on instagram like that you were surfing like in i was the like snow. this kid's such a yeah. jokester man yeah <laughs> you're yeah. actually yeah, but it's cool because it's it's good for surf and it's good for snowboarding. So yeah. like I'm trying to go to Vermont on Sunday, I've, there's been a pretty epic season that I've completely missed out on this entire winter, unfortunately. Mm. Um, 
I went out to California, and California does not have much snow this year. So <laughs> I think I made the wrong decision to take a vacay over there. Honestly, like, your personality is kind of like uh, that of almost like a big kid. Like, you always seem to, you seem like you're always looking for a way to have fun with what you're doing. To Don't make me get feel people old, involved. Man. I mean, you are a kid. You're a young guy. <laughs> I'm, but, I'm almost 30, so now I'm starting to feel old. <laughs> no, but, it, I mean, I'm just saying you seem, like, really youthful and, like, um, just always full of energy. And, I mean, is sports a part of how you, I don't know, stay active, stay, you know, full of energy? Is that part of? Definitely. You know, I mean, yeah. it's super important to live a balanced life, you know, so, you know, when I was in school, obviously school's part of it, work's part of it, you know, fun's part of it, working out's part of it. So if you do everything in moderation and, you know, keep all these aspects involved in your life, so now it's work. You know, you got to have a work-life balance, but you also got to have an exercise balance in there too. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not some jack dude that's, like, ripped. You know, I've never had a six-pack, but I've always been super athletic, and I've always liked different sports. Um, so it's important to, like, even though I'm not a pro athlete or, like, an exceptional athlete, I'm, like, like okay but at least i'm keeping up with it and doing it so hopefully by the time i'm 70 you know i could be that old dude out there playing tennis or something i don't know yeah it seems like you fit it in no matter what like you know if you get a chance to skate to work you do well it gives uh, you it gives you the energy to to do business or do work you know because work's exhausting but if you got the you know your heart pumping and your blood going yeah you know it gives you the energy to uh do more and make more yeah so that's awesome yeah um so another thing, like all of your projects, uh, summers and fathers, um, things you've been involved with, always seem to aim at least to give something back to the community instead of just sort of taking away as a business. Um, is that on purpose? Is that something you think about, something you've wanted to do when you thought about becoming a business owner? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, anybody can come up with a business. And sure, of course, I have like business ideas that don't have a purpose, but it is kind of like soulless and kind of life-sucking. Um, so, yeah, with Summers, being part of the community was such a big thing in Williamsburg when we first opened. Um, the location that we opened over in Soho, um, that's my neighborhood. I live on the block. Um, so naturally, I want to be part of the community and kind of make cool shit happen. Um, and then out in Bushwick is a completely, you know, community like the whole basis of the idea of the space was was to be a community space where people could gather and trade ideas and collaborate and again make cool shit happen um and that was especially that's like super special because it's in a place that i felt was like really void of creativity mm. um when it came to a place for people to collaborate and create um but the people and the talent that were out mm. in bushwick specifically mm -hmm. off the wilson stop where we are um it was insane, the amount of talent from photographers, videographers, um, people making podcasts, radio shows, yeah. DJs, producers, artists, musicians. Um, they're just all these creatives, and there just wasn't an outlet in their own neighborhood for them to create and collaborate. Um, and I feel like we've really been able to provide um, a hub for that in the community. And people are starting to recognize that. And, uh, yeah, it's cool to see people making music videos together. Um, we've had couples meet there. Um, we've had business partners meet there. Um, yeah, it's been really cool to see the progression of the neighborhood and kind of our influence on being the community spot. 
Yeah, yeah. I've noticed since the beginning, it just seems like there's always been this influx of young people looking to do like an art show or record something, um, like you said, a podcast or just coming in and you see during the day um, people working on their laptops and it's always like graphic designers or like um, people editing video and things like that. So that's something um, that's something pretty cool. Um, So do you still run at all? Um, I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> so, so my, my running career, I, I used to always hate running. I hate like just the idea of like, it, it hurt my body, hurt my knees. But you um, were such a f- good and fast runner. So you were good at it. Somehow, like I, I seem to be a natural or that's what Jaggy and some of our friends have said. Um, but yeah, when I first started, I hated it. I didn't like it. Um, I never liked running. I was a cyclist. Um, but the main reason why I got into it um, again, I know nothing about the running community or running scene. Um, and I was a cyclist. I rode for my university back home and just street races and stuff for fun. Um, and my bike got stolen uh, soon after moving to New York. And I wanted to keep up with physical exercise and being out, being social, meeting people. Um, cycling was such a huge part of my social life in college. Mm. Um, a lot of my friends I met through that. Um, and Jaggy, um, who is one of our mutual friends. He um, he moved out here to New York around the same time and heard that my bike got stolen and invited me out um, to go run with him. And I had no clue that there was a running crew or community or sponsorships by Nike or you know free swag that comes with it or connections or anything. Um, but when I showed up, it didn't matter what skill level I was or if I was wearing cool running clothes or gear. Um, it was just a group of cool people that I vibed with and um, just mobbed the streets and really exposed me to, like, a different side of New York. Um, yeah. And it was, it's a tight community. Mm. Um, and obviously, the more you, you're into it, the, you know, <laughs> the, the community grows uh, and the more you see. But even if you're just, yeah, if I was just a newcomer. I actually didn't have any running gear. I didn't have any running sneakers. I had a pair of Air Max 90 infrareds that, I, like, didn't want to <laughs> mess up. But those were the closest things I had to running shoes, so I wore those, and I didn't have running shorts, um, so I wore a pair of, like, oversized, I had boxers, like, a pair of boxers that were a little bit bigger, (laughs) so I wore a pair of boxers and, like, an old t-shirt, and, yeah, nobody judged me, nobody thought I was weird, Um, and it was was cool, it was a good vibe, and uh, I kept going on with it for a while. Yeah, you were until, uh, until in there for like a couple of years, right? A yeah, year I'd say from like 2010 to 2013, because okay. 2013 is when I opened up Summers yeah. in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that was cool. But you know, even even though I, I haven't kept up with the running aspect of it, the social aspect of it has been um, really cool. You know, like meeting people like Marcus and um, a bunch of you know a bunch of friends. Um, that, you know, I've been here in New York for eight years now, and these people are still my friends and supporting my businesses and coming out to DJ events that I have, um, holding fundraisers out of summers. And, yeah, it's 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 cool to, to get the support and be still part of the community, even though I'm not part of the running side of it, which is the core part of it. It's, <laughs> it's more than just running. That's, but that's I the think cool that's part. the main point, though. And, um, yeah, I... I remember even uh, I did a, a cycling tour from Brooklyn to D.C., and you were more than happy to, like, sponsor that and give us some food and, and juices to uh, send us off on our way. And I know you've... Did you did you make it all the way, Marcus? 
We made it all the way. <laughs> we took a little break. We biked from, yeah, Brooklyn to Washington, D.C., and we had to take a little break in the middle because actually it was right around now. It was the last weekend in March of 2015, and we got one of these storms. It snowed, yeah, I so remember. I was in Philly. We woke up in Philly, and we were about to head down to D.C., and we were like, holy shit. So we had to – we skipped about – uh, let's see. We skipped about sixty to seventy miles on a bus with our bikes because of that. So instead of biking like two hundred seventy miles, we only did two hundred. So you know, it's still pretty impressive. Yeah. Sorry, it's sorry. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, some of the collabs I've seen you done, you that you've done with Adidas and Vans and all these cool companies and events. Um, what are some of the cooler things and opportunities that have come your way from? Uh, from, from from starting a business? Um, again, I, I, I got to say, like, bringing it back to community mm. and doing some cool community things. Um, I think one of the coolest was doing this um, community outreach. It was called Ferg Fair. Mm-hmm. I got hit up randomly by some customer that I think I met at the bar. I don't even remember, but she worked for some company who was tight with, like, ASAP Ferg's team, and he was doing this thing in his community um up in harlem uh in the projects that he like grew up in and he was calling it ferg fair and basically it was like for the kids and the community to learn about healthy eating um and yeah they invited us up there to like give out some free food some free smoothies um kind of give a little little talk about healthy eating and uh yeah that was really cool to pair that with like dope an ASAP Ferg concert in his own community surrounded by his own peoples. Um, it was a really like humbling experience. So that was, that was pretty cool. That's really dope. Um, so yeah, everything from that to getting invited to like elementary school, um, and teaching again, teaching the kids how to, um, eat healthy, how to make a green smoothie at home, maybe educate their parents who are from, uh, countries that don't have as many vegetable options or mm. have never been exposed to vegetable options you know maybe they're they're used to eating you know their their rice beans plantains and chicken yeah on on the regular because that's like just what they eat on the normal um but for the kid to come home and be like yo mom like i tried spinach for the first time like maybe we should cook this at home and seeing these kids like infiltrate their houses with with better eating habits so it's not only the kids that are getting affected but now the whole family is getting affected in a positive way which is is cool to see so you're from california i guess was that how you grew up eating i always talk a little bit about um diet and health because i know for me it affects my activity level so much if i'm not eating right it's just it just doesn't work so i mean is that was that the sort of environment you came from or um kind of yeah (laughs) i mean i've I've I, I just eat well. Again, balanced life, eating the right things, you know, splurging every now and again, eating that Eileen's cheesecake over in Soho. It's not going to kill you, <laughs> but you, you're not going to have it every day, and you're not going to have five of them a day. Um, but it also means you don't have to eat, like, boring boiled chicken with, you know, salad every day. Yeah. You could you, you eat normal food, just eat it in moderation. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I was taught and what I learned um, living at home in California, but... Yeah, I, I feel like the access to fresh produce is, is a lot stronger out there. And um, maybe people's eating habits in California are a little bit better. So I'm trying to put that into my stories. Come on, New York. Let's I, get with it. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jeez. So you've definitely come across some cool opportunities and done some fun and cool things. And um, I know that you're a hard worker. And so it's it's 
definitely a credit to your work ethic and and your personality but you know what are what are some advice for like you know young people trying to do things or hustle like what what would you if you can give one piece of advice about uh bringing those sort of opportunities that are, that you like to attracting them to yourself uh, how do you feel like you've been able to do that so often I mean, one of the biggest things is just don't spend your money on stupid shit. And I feel like everybody spends their money on dumb shit, whether it's drugs or alcohol or a Gucci belt or Gucci loafers or, I don't know, beat headphones or whatever. You know, like everybody's just spending their money on stupid shit that they don't need. And I I feel like what at the the beginning of me coming to New York and trying to make money was setting myself like a hard limit on how much I spent. And I live for over a year and I gave myself $10 a day or less to live on and that included train that included uh, getting a piece of gum getting a bottle of water anything I had $10 for the day and that was it so obviously there are days like maybe my shoe had a hole in it and I had to spend more but the idea is if you you give yourself that goal and you set it you have to you have to stick by it and I feel like people are too easily persuaded to be like ah. Oh, whatever fuck it i only spent two dollars yesterday so oh i'm gonna spend 20 today because make up for the money i didn't spend the day before but that's not the idea the idea is it's 10 or less if you spend less than that awesome doesn't mean you splurge the next day so the biggest thing don't spend your money on stupid shit and work hard and save until you have enough to start whatever you want to start and then have the balls um to to do it don't be scared you know don't feel like you have to listen to what other people are doing or um, just just do it. You don't have to have a million dollars. You don't have to have investors. You don't have to have, um, you know, Google venture funds or anything like that. Just just yeah. do it yourself. Yeah. Word up from the man himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tell me about Cuba. You just got back from Cuba, right? Yeah. Um, so it was my second time going down to Cuba. And uh, we did a super light fundraising uh, kind of thing for for kids down there so the last time I was down there was about a little over a year ago and I went down there with my skateboard Um, usually when I travel the easiest way to get around is to either skate or bike Um, skateboards way easier because you could bring it on the plane with you but I was down there cruising around obviously it's a a third world country they're very poor Um, their access to skateboards um, toilet paper any any even the, from the most basic thing to the most complicated thing, their supply is very limited um, for a number of reasons. But I was down there, um, and I met these kids playing soccer on the street, and I let them play with my skateboard while I was playing soccer with the, with the other kids. And I was so amazed to see how quick they picked up the skateboard. These are kids that have never been on a skateboard some of them don't have shoes, barely have shoes. There's rocks all over the street, potholes everywhere. And these kids just jumped on the thing and were kicking and pushing like they've been doing it forever. And I was like, damn, this is crazy um, that these kids don't have the opportunity. Like if these kids had the proper equipment, proper shoes, maybe got these boards when they were younger and had the chance to practice and play, these kids could be like the next pros. You know, I'm mm. again, I'm not a pro. I'm not like an exceptional skater. I just like skate around do little things here and there but i'm not like a pro um but even if they were just on that level the accessibility of seeing their own city um cruising around you know it's another mode of transportation is like super inspiring that they were able to do this um on my board and i said wow like maybe i should come back and 
give them all boards in this neighborhood. And so I made friends with a couple of the kids in the neighborhood and they took me home and I met their parents and kept in touch with them through Facebook. So I hit them up this time and told them I was coming and I kind of surprised them and I didn't really tell them like what I was bringing, but I was able to raise 20, get 20 boards from the homies. So like you, Marcus, you were one of the homies. You hooked it up with a couple boards. They were super stoked on the, uh, the stickers, by the way. They were, oh, nice, they were nice, fighting nice. over. They were fighting over the stickers. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I put like one box logo sticker in there. Yeah, just, just the, the one kid, the one kid that got the supreme sticker was like losing his shit. He was like, <laughs> that was that was his jam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were some some bridge runner stickers in there, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think you posted a video of a kid maybe um, landing an ollie. It was a really yeah. simple trick. Yeah, and I just remember all the other kids just going nuts, like, like losing. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he just popped really it up, cool. grabbed it in his hand, and then like jumped back on the board. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the kids were like losing their minds. They thought it was that's the cool. coolest thing. So yeah, I, I I think that's really cool that you did that. Um, so what are all the sports that you've played throughout throughout your life from a kid till now? Like list them off and and tell me what your favorite one is. Um, I played baseball. I really sucked when I was a kid. I played <laughs> soccer really sucked when I was a kid. Um, so I gave those up pretty quick. Um, I did karate. Um, that was really awesome. Made it pretty far in that. Uh, tennis, I started when I was super small, and that's probably the sport I'm the best at. Really? Yeah. See, that's something I didn't know. I think I may have known that in the back of my mind, but it wasn't... Tennis. I haven't played as much here in New York just because the accessibility to courts is pretty slim. Mm-hmm. Um, but throughout elementary school, middle school, high school, college... Um, I've played, I used to play at least two, three times a week. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that's probably the sport I'm the best at. Why do you at. love tennis? Why do I love it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say it's because I'm an only child and, uh, but it's nice. I'm, uh, you, it's, if you're playing singles, you're in control. It's like, all... I'm literally, uh, curious because I, I don't think I, I probably pay, played tennis once in my life. And so I, I, yeah, I'm really curious about, I think it's, it's a sport. you're relying on yourself, your own athletic abilities, your, your own mind. A lot of it is like all in your head. Um, yeah, you're relying on yourself to win really. Cool. And my endurance sucks, so <laughs> so you know, running I, in short you just run, yeah, just run really quick, get it all out, hopefully win the point, and then go to the, take a break for a second, and then do, do another one. Um, nice, but yeah, tennis big part of my life. Um, the beach has always been a big part of my life. So any water sports, everything from bodyboarding, surfing. Um, I grew up wakeboarding, um, snowboarding, skateboarding, a lot of board sports. Nice, yeah. Okay, so if you had to give a tip on how to stand on a surfboard, I've, I was probably stood on a surfboard for about one second when I was in Costa Rica, and that's my only. Dude, claim you were to there fame. for like six months, man. As I <laughs> and said, you only stood on one, it for one second. second in six months, man. Jeez. I was at a pro beach just just <laughs> to uh, if that's an excuse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so what's what's the trick? Um, you know what the trick is. It's less about standing. It's more about timing yourself with the wave. The standing is That's not so the deep. is not the hard part, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing it all wrong. <laughs> you're doing it all wrong. I mean, you skate, so it shouldn't be the balance part. Isn't really too much of a problem. It's more timing yourself with the wave and mm. feeling confident in the water. So I think personally that when it comes the time to stand up, your brain is so preoccupied with all the other shit going on around you. It's almost like you forget how to stand. 
Mm. So I, I think that's the main problem. But the minute you let yourself, your body, your mind, everything feel part of the ocean, and it's pretty cheesy, but like part of <laughs> the flow, you know, <laughs> it makes it easier to stand. Yeah. So it's all about comfort. It's all about state of mind. It's all about how you're feeling in the water. So when you were running, do you remember, like, if you had any favorite places to run or any favorite routes or um, stuff? What what did what did you enjoy? Did you ever run by yourself when you were running? Um, I did a few times. Mm-hmm. I don't like it that much. I like, yeah. I like running with people because it pushes you to go faster. It pushes you mm-hmm. past your normal limits because when you're running by yourself – Unless, again, you're a really disciplined person and you could push yourself. Yeah. Um, for me, having that guy that's just a little bit faster than you that you're chasing over the bridge pushes you to do it. If I'm by myself, I'd be like, ah, you know what? I'm tired. Fuck it. I'll just slow down a little <laughs> bit. But when you see that guy in front of you and then you get over the bridge and you look at your watch and you're like, damn, dude, I just did like, you know, six six thirty mile. You know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, before that, I was only doing eight minute miles or something, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so yeah, it pushes you without realizing it. So yeah, running in groups for me is kind of the, the way to go. Are you competitive or is that just a motivation thing or think, maybe both? I think I'm pretty competitive. I mean, I don't like losing, but <laughs> I mean, who does? That's <laughs> not fun. I don't think any losing people, sucks, man. Losing does suck. And you could be as competitive as you want, right? Mm-hmm. So like you could be doing races and marathons and Have all this. Have you ever done a race? No, okay. I've never done it. Actually, I did a charity run race thing, um, which was awesome. And I finished first in my like age division, not which competitive was competitive cool. at all, not competitive <laughs> at all, but I came first in the thing <laughs> and uh, it was for charity. Um, so people were probably running slow, but when I started running, I told myself, I said, listen, I'm not, I don't want to do races. I don't want to do marathon. I don't want to maybe a marathon because you're just running against yourself kind of mm-hmm. to set yourself a personal record or, you know, your best time. But when it comes to like an actual race mm-hmm. where I'm trying to beat the other guy, I was like, you know what? With running, I'm gonna keep it not that not like how I did all the other sports. So when you're skating around or biking around or just in general, what are you listening to right now? Do you are you a big music head? Ooh, yeah, I love music. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a big hip hop guy. I love reggae too. Um, I love old school hip hop. But I don't discriminate against the new stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd, I'd say a little, a little mix of both, or a little mashup of all three. I gotta say that that Drake's Drake's God Plan, man. That I, I can't, I can't <laughs> That's your not, jam right now. I can't not play it, man. It's it's too <laughs> catchy. It's too catchy. Yeah. It is. It is. I have it on repeat uh, pretty often. Myself. Like I hate I'm that. Guy, I hate that guy, but I love him at the same time. You know. Hey man, love he, hate relationship. He's, he's good. He's good. I know you always get stoked when I throw on some two thousand Dipset. Yep, old Dipset. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, stuff. If you want to get cheesy, play some Paul Wall. You know, Paul Wall's not cheesy. <laughs> Paul's super cheesy. What was he? No Limit or no? He was. No, it was like Mike Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Paul Wall is <laughs> <laughs> <That's> terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you're listening to Drake, Paul Wall. No, definitely no Paul Wall. Um, and some like Holly Buds. Kali Buzz. Yeah, Kali um, Buzz only has like one song, <laughs> but that's cool. Yeah. And maybe some new stuff. Yeah, some newer stuff. That's cool. Some Camp Low. Dope, yeah. dope. I like it, man. Let's get a cool. soundtrack. So that's it for episode five. Thanks again for listening. Chris is a great example of how the running community and sports in general can build a network for you for the future. So get out there, get active, and get some money. And maybe have a summer's juice while you're at it. 
All these running groups can be found in the Sportimity app, and this podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts.